0: All righty, welcome to Sound of the Loons, brought to you by Alina Healthcare Orthopedics. Just another fantastic episode where we get to bring you the best and the brightest, of course, Minnesota United. This time, we get Will Trapp, who is in florida and i just got done shoveling slush and slop off my driveway so i don't want to hear anything about the weather and now it looks a little like uh fluorescent lighting by you right now but at least i'm assuming it's sunny outside
1: it is sunny outside i can see a little bit of the snow in the background of yours and i yeah i'm sorry
0: yeah it's a tricky one because you were born in the midwest you know all about it i get it uh ohio not quite minnesota but um, then you spent a little time in, in Miami where it's, you know, sunny and humid and, and warm. And then now you're back in Minnesota again, as far as playing career. But at the end of the day, you got to find grass. You got to find real grass for preseason. That's the most important thing.
1: It really is the most important thing um, while we, while we do a great job up in Minnesota in the early week of preseason to, to find a place to train and be on artificial turf. When we get to a place where there's sunshine and grass, it's it's almost like uh, a, a shot in the arm for everybody. So it's been great to be down here.
0: When I remember growing up, um, you know, the first tournament on grass, like we'd go somewhere warm in the winter time, maybe around the holidays, and you'd get to Florida or you go to, you know, San Diego or you go to Arizona. It was like, it was like, oh, ah! you know, you get off the plane yeah. and it's and you step on that yeah, real grass. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's this whole, whole like, just kind of come to Jesus moment for the whole team. We're like, oh, I, I don't care if you're going to run us. I don't care what you're going to do, but we can actually pass the ball that's going to be predictable. You know, like, that's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we we do. We appreciate the domes. We appreciate the bubbles. Um, You know, my daughter's playing soccer now here, and I remember – well, when I grew up, I think there was one dome to play in, one bubble. So we were training sometimes at 11 o'clock at night, but we didn't care as long as you could kick a ball. Well, now everybody has a dome. Everybody has a bubble. Everybody has fake turf. But there is something about getting out because you're not under that gray dome anymore. No matter how awesome, you know, you try to make it in Minnesota. It's just not quite like the real vitamin D.
1: No, it's not. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I think for for us as players, so much of it is like, especially me, right? Pasty white dude showing up after (laughs) the amount of time that I was at home in in Columbus. It's like, Oh man, the skin is craving a little bit of this. Uh, Again, we're super happy to be down here and we're excited for what's going to be a great trip with. um, Yes. Some good teams to play against.
0: Yeah, let's get right into the preseason because I don't know about you, but did that offseason feel long? Did it feel short? Did it feel, you know, you had the World Cup squished in there, which was phenomenal. Um, great to watch in support. I know you, of course, have been a part of the U.S. men's national team in the past and have your own caps to speak of, but watching the U.S. men and then watching the World Cup in that final, but getting back into the swing of your own soccer, did the offseason feel long or short for you?
1: Um. I think it was it, it stretched in a long way um, just because of you think about when we ended in mid-October um, and you get two full months, two and a half full months, really. Um, but it was amazing to have like these little splashes of of soccer intermixed. Right. Um, you watch every single game, in the World Cup and the World Cup ends in such a flourish with that amazing final. Um, I think it really just energizes you for the start of the season, which was only two and a half, three weeks after that that game so preseason I think everybody came in energized and feeling good um but ready to go because ultimately I think um you just want to train again you want to play again you want to see your teammates again and, and we've been fortunate for that
0: well and I think sometimes at the end of a season whenever that end of the season comes whether it's regular season after the first round of the playoffs whether you make it farther you know everyone needs maybe a little bit of a mental, emotional, physical break. But then by the time you're back in, all you can do is just cannot wait to see those teammates. Can't wait to see, you know, who's coming in, how everybody's coming in, the guys that you don't maybe communicate as as much with in the offseason and kind of get back on track.
1: Yeah, and what I think is so brilliant about preseason is it's, it's like unbridled time for us all to be together, right? And so you have that time away from each other where you don't – You don't talk quite as much as you want, and then now it's like, bang! We're in the same rooms, we're in the same meals, we're we're doing it all, and I think that's like the special part about culture building and team building within preseason is, um, you really get to launch back into being a group again, and I think ultimately all of us, yeah, you can run, yeah, you can play small sided when you're away in the in the off season, but to get back into like soccer mode, right, where it's tactical and the training sessions, it's it feeds you a little bit more. And I think all of us were, were itching for that.
0: When you look at, um, you know, I want to go back a little bit in the sense that, that we can sit here and talk to Minnesota United and we've talked about the world cup, but even in your career, now that you've been around as long, I think you just had a big, was it the big three Oh, the big 30th. I mean, it's all downhill from here. That kind of a concept. Was that your birthday? Not too long ago.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just well, I mean- a couple of days ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, yeah. I mean, Take it for what it is. It's just another year, right? Put the money in the bank, keep moving kind of thing <laughs> in my eyes.
0: Um, but when you look at your career, what you've been able to accomplish, how do you go into preseason now compared to maybe years one through five and then six through, you know what I mean? How do you make sure you're mentally, physically prepared for the preseason for the season that's to come?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Kendra. I think so much of it is knowing your body and over now, uh, my 11th year, um you start to understand things you need to address in the offseason that will set the stage for the season i mean in many regards we don't get to lift as heavily as we would want to during the season so this is the time in the offseason um and also like you mentioned just getting a little bit of a mental reset to like hey it's a grueling nine to ten months you don't get to have the family time you want you don't get to do things and travel really at all so um using the off season to To kind of meld those two worlds of getting the on the field, small detail work and gym work that you want to do, but also like resetting um, has something it's something I've worked really hard to just find the balance of and um, we were super fortunate this offseason to be back in Columbus around family. Um, And it it was amazing. It was amazing. So it was like the perfect, the perfect mixture, mixture of the two.
0: Do you ever try to instill some of that wisdom that you've gained over the years to the younger guys, or do you just kind of let guys find their groove, see if they come to you with questions? How do you approach that now as a veteran of, of the team and of the league?
1: Yeah, it's a good one too. I think uh, so much of it, right. Is like in the early days. And I think we talked about this last year. It's like how guys show up and and how they do in the early days of preseason shows you how hard they worked. Right. Uh, and if you're doing well in those moments, the young guys are kind of like, or whoever it could, doesn't have to be young guys, but, um, they gravitate towards like, well, what were you doing? How did you do this type of thing? And fitness has always been something for me that I enjoy doing, I guess. Um, so it, it is fun to be able to, I guess, pass on some things that I do to younger players. Um, and if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't work for them, it doesn't work for them. It's not a big deal. Um, But what I love about young players that are curious is it shows a mindset to grow. And for me, that's very magnetic. And that's, that's what's helped me for most of my career to continue to play season after season and move forward. So um, when I see that trait in young players, it, it really gets me excited.
0: So then when you look at this year and this season and this team, how long does it take you to decompress from last year and the way you guys ended up and how much do you turn the page and look forward to the next year and feel like this, this roster, this group has something to really build off of.
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting for me is if I look at where we were a year ago versus where we are now um, and last year we had a lot of new players come in and you're, you're learning these guys, you're figuring out what works for them, what doesn't work for them, how we can build relationships and how we can be effective on the field. So you come in now a year later and it's like, oh, I know you, you know me. And I think for us as a group, having continuity in the roster is so important. Um, and the way the season ended with, yes, a loss, but a, a strong performance, I think we we turn the page, learn from it and understand, hey, this is kind of the blueprint for who we want to be um, and how we need to show up in every game and if we do that we can be very very effective and and difficult team to play against Um, so you mix that with the fact that we now know each other more and the trust builds and the accountability builds and responsibility builds Uh, for me that's what it gets me really excited about this season
0: to that point last year the new guys that were brought in and and this is maybe speaks to my thought and, and tell me if i'm just completely off base on this that to build a roster around good international players and good mls players where you can have the familiarity of guys that know what the league is know what to expect from you get brought zarek valentine in daniel henry cameron dunbar who's a young guy but you know has been in the league you can go down the list clint irwin as well Mm -hmm. but then last year you had some new internationals and now they're not new anymore and then you've got these mls veterans so how important is it on the roster to kind of have a good mix of both of those
1: I think every successful team has that, right? You look at the teams that have won championships the past three, four, five years, and there's a there's a confluence of both those sides of things. Um and I'm really excited about the the young players we have and guys that we brought in last year that are really now getting into the full swing of comfort and, and understanding the league. And then obviously guys like Daniil, Zarek, Clint, these are guys that um not only are they seasoned professionals, but they are also really, really good culture locker room guys. And if I've learned anything about the inner workings of a team, is you need a strong backbone and spine of guys that understand how to just show up every day and how to be leaders through what they do on the field, how to be leaders with conversations they have. And these are guys that tick those boxes and some, right? Um so I again, like I like I mentioned, I'm super excited for this season because. I feel as if the mixture and the balance is is right in the sweet spot for us, but we obviously have to do the work.
0: Well, and speaking of doing the work, there's going to be some competition in that midfield, which we all know competition makes everybody better. It makes everybody work hard every single day, but you've got, you know, Hassani Dotson, assuming, you know, back in the mix, coming back from his ACL, you've got Kervin Ariaga. you've got yourself, you've got So you've got Robin Lood who played some in the midfield. I mean, Riosif Rosales, we can go down the list of this, you know, wealth of midfielders that you guys have. How do you see that mm-hmm. core shaping up and how do you see yourself fitting into this mix?
1: Yeah, look, it's great to have competition. It's great to have quality. And um, ultimately I think that makes everybody better. And Adrian does a really good job of, of of pushing us all forward and ultimately the guys that are performing best will play and i think that's what he does a, a great job of uh, of eliminating some of the guesswork i guess for players and saying hey man like this is what's working for us we're going to stick with it and ultimately i think as players you want to keep playing when you're playing well and adrian does that
0: well speaking of that though the communication aspect We talk about competition being good physically on the field and whether that's at training or whether that's actually in a match, whatever it might be. Everybody, as we know, in a team sport wants everybody to do well. But at the same time, you're holding each other accountable as a leader of this team and a captain oftentimes of this team. Where do you find yourself in that mix of the communication, leadership, holding each other accountable, holding yourself accountable? How do you feel your role is?
1: Yeah, I mean, as the captain of the team, I've never had an issue holding myself accountable. That's just who I am. Um, I think from the understanding of what it looks like across the entire team, so much of it comes from the standards that Adrian puts forth and then and, and taking those and kind of being the mouthpiece for the group. So um, distilling that down for, hey, our midfield group, distilling that down for, hey, the young guys, whatever it may be, uh, is super important to my role within the team
0: what's been the best part of of getting back together so far is there anybody that came back with a good story a good a terrible haircut some good fashion sense you know on the lighter side of things what's been what's been this scoop of guys yeah. coming back in
1: oh man um I'm trying to think of something specific U- ultimately I think there's been some super impressive kids that have come in I mean I think I look at like cam Dunbar's a young kid that's come in guns blazing and great personality just kind of a a starlet in in our group that guys have really grown to, to enjoy and, and love his personality. Um, bad haircuts. Haven't seen too many. We're all bundled up because it was so cold up in Minnesota. So um, the fashion decisions weren't too, uh, too bad. Um, yeah. Right now it's just been like poor, maybe some poor DJ songs in some of the mixed van groups that we've put out there. I've heard some complaints about a couple of DJs. Yeah. Um, but other than that, nothing crazy.
0: Not the DJ, like DJ Taylor. You're talking like disc jockey DJ mixing the music.
1: Disc jockey, yeah. disc jockey on the music, not I just DJ wanted Taylor.
0: to make sure. I didn't want DJ Taylor to get thrown under the bus there, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe there are some complaints about DJ, but I don't think so.
0: <laughs> when you also look at the guys that are coming back, and I know we're talking about Debassi, you know, still dealing with this crazy ruptured quad injury that's just – Um, a freak of nature uh, in that sense. When you look at this group, that back line, Dane St. Clair coming off a world cup, which I know he didn't play in at all, but what a, what an experience for him to be a part of that. What are you most excited about? And we can talk about the goal scoring and Luis Samaria back in the mix, Mender Garcia. Now year number, you know, one and a half, two years for him where he'll feel more comfortable. What were you most excited about returning this season?
1: Yeah, a great question. I mean, I think, unfortunately for Bakai's injury right but um he seems to to be looking really good just great to see him now back in the in the mix in terms of at the facility and moving around and doing some work in the gym um Hassani another guy that had a, a tough injury last year that is now back on the field a little bit doing some of the work with the boys so it's great to see those guys making progress um that's really important now in terms of the the excitement in the front half of the team I think Guys have come in sharp and they look really, really um, hungry this year uh, in, in the attacking part of the the team. Um, and, and ultimately, like we said, competition wise, it's, it's always, especially in those positions, guys that can put the ball in the, in the goal. And I think what's been fun to see is they showed that they did the work in the off season, but even more so that they're, they're committed to, to being guys that can score goals for us. And ultimately we know that when we score goals, we win games. So, Um, that was really fun to see kind of the onus put on guys' shoulders and and them taking up that that responsibility.
0: You mentioned Cameron Dunbar as one of the young guys that uh, Minnesota United got from LA Galaxy. And I know he didn't play any first-team minutes last year, but he had prior, and he's only 20 years old. Adrian Mm -hmm. Heath told me last week that the second Cameron Dunbar found out that he was coming to Minnesota United, he asked for every tape of every game of Minnesota United's last year. had already watched every single game. What does that say to you about him and his personality and his willingness to kind of do the work?
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't know that story, but that doesn't surprise me. Just getting to know him now. Um, he has a, like I touched on earlier, a curiosity to, to grow. Um, he's, he likes to ask questions, but he also has a self-confidence about him that I think is, is really impressive for a kid his age. And you see it on the field. There's there's a capacity to run behind. There's a capacity to get the ball in tough spots and pockets and he's always wanting to, to, to make good plays and make good decisions. And you see that even in the first week, guys start to trust him more and more and more. Um, And he has a, he has a really high ceiling and we're, we're very, very happy to have him.
0: When you look at MLS, the league in general, the off season, what teams did or did not do when you're kind of, and I don't know how much you even keep an eye on stuff during the off season, or if you just kind of step away from it all, but What, um, what are you surprised about? Who do you think maybe grew the most in the off season? The Western conference we know is always crazy, but you got St. Louis coming into the league this year. What are you kind of most impressed with in the off season?
1: Yeah, I think every year the league gets more difficult. It always gets harder to to make the playoffs every season. And to be honest, in the off season, I kind of disengage quite a lot. Um, try to just focus on myself and focus on things I want to work on, um, but yeah, I think the champions, I mean, they added uh, a U.S. international to their roster and Aaron, who I think will, will make LAFC a, a tough team um, above what they already are. Um, but yeah, teams are, are, are ever looking to improve and we have to do the same and we have to adjust and, and move forward. And I think we have a, a roster and a culture of players that um, understand that and, and desire to, to do big things.
0: Speaking of real quick about LAFC, and I haven't talked to you since the MLS Cup final. What did that say about this league when you had Philadelphia, who's built a completely different way than LAFC is built a completely different way? And you had that kind of a game, that kind of a competition. And, you know, people are always pushing the spending, the money. I shouldn't say people. I don't want to generalize but what does that say about this league and how it's grown and how you can really build the team kind of one from an Academy one from buying and spending some more money. What did that tell people you think?
1: I think good coaching and a strong idea of who you want to be is important. Um, And and you see that with Jim Curtin's Philadelphia, the past three, four years, they've been a stellar team with young talent that understands who they are and, and what product they want to put on the field and LAFC, obviously, um, Steve's first year, I think he's, he did an amazing job in, in many respects, but completely different model. But ultimately, it comes down to uh, a goalkeeper stepping up into the gap when he needed to be called upon, a former teammate of mine, and um, just performing. And that's what's amazing about I think most amazing about that game is it's a back-and-forth uh, match, but then you have a goalkeeper that's literally cold, comes onto the field, and wins the game for them. So um, big shout-out to my guy, John McCarthy, because was I was so happy for him.
0: Yeah, that was that was a crazy moment. Aside from the the moment prior to that, with Crepeau, um getting the injury that caused McCarthy to come into the match, but yeah, I think uh, I think that it was just like a true testament to that there is no one right way to build a team and to build a roster in this league. And because of the roster rules and because of the way things have to happen and and all the different stipulations in the league, it's it really comes down to the players on the pitch and and the coaching and the tactics and the philosophy and everybody kind of being on the same page.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's I mean that's football in general though, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Absolutely is. But it's nice to, you know, give MLS some love. And I think that especially after um, you know, we just see more players coming over here, whether it's from international and after the World Cup and seeing how well the US, the US men did in general. I know not all of those guys play here in this league, but um Last but not least, what do you look to get out of preseason as an individual and then also as a team where you – and I'm not saying results because we all know you can win every game or you could lose every game and it doesn't necessarily mean how the the year is going to go for the team. But what do you look and kind of check boxes maybe as you're going through preseason as an individual and as a team?
1: Yeah, I think on a broader scale so much of it is about – Obviously, building the fitness base getting 90 minutes fit but within that being able to sustain the level of of soccer that we want defensively attacking um for those 90 minutes and that's the biggest part for me on a collective side is can we implement the things we want from transitional attacking defensive parts of play phases of play um consistently through the preseason and do it and sustain it for 90 minutes because once the season starts you have to have that that box ticked um, beyond that I think from a culture perspective and from a a, a team perspective so much of it is about just hardwiring these pathways in our brains of here's how we want to score here's how we want to defend um, and, and these are the, the the plays to make within our structure um so that's super super important in a preseason and kind of the the vision at the end of it that you should be hitting um and then i think the individual part of it is basically a microcosm of that what are my roles within these phases of play am i 90 minutes fit am i hardwiring these pathways to to perform in these in these phases of play so it's really um hand and glove in a lot of ways, but I think the, uh, the push day by day is just, can I get fitter? Can I get sharper? Can I be listening and learning every single day?
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are in the midst of two days and everything else. So I'll let you get back to work. Um, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the warmth in Florida and, uh, good luck in the preseason matches. Everybody stay healthy, get fit Thanks, and Kendra, we'll, we'll talk it. soon. Thanks. Well appreciate it. when injury takes you out of the game it's time for your team to step up at alina health orthopedics you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers with records test results and care team you are always close to the care you need schedule now at alinahealth.org ortho